Thank you for joining us this Friday, the 2nd of December. I'm Sophia Mavridis, a market analyst with Bell Direct. This is your weekly market update. The oil price has been on the decline over November and investors are awaiting the upcoming OPEC meeting on December 4th. Now, it should be an impactful meeting for oil markets as the oil price has been dropping due to the social unrest in China over its zero COVID policy, as well as the risk of recession in the West. The European Union has also been in talks of setting a price cap on Russian crude, which could impact Russia's exports. These negotiations have been part of an ongoing debate, with nations such as Poland suggesting a price cap set as low as 62 US dollars per barrel, while other nations are asking for a higher price. At the last OPEC meeting, a 2 million barrel per day production cut was agreed on, and at the upcoming meeting, the market is predicting an additional cut. So what does this mean for oil markets? Well, of course, if there's a pullback in production, oil prices will go up. This also leads to higher uh, prices in petroleum products such as gasoline and can also impact the broader economy. There has been a lot of talk around these production cuts over the last few months because OPEC oil producing countries outside of core Middle Eastern nations have been struggling with production. Several countries included in the agreement for production cuts have not been meeting their current production quotas. And these countries make up almost half of the world's production, so they therefore have a direct influence over the global oil price. So while a 2 million barrel per day cut sounds large, it's important to note that a large portion of this figure is a reduction in quotas for nations failing to meet quotas. According to OPEC, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates and Kuwait are expected to cut 800,000 barrels per day. In comparison, Russia had an 11 million barrels per day quota, but are only producing just under 10 million barrels per day. However, while this is interesting to take note of, there will still be economic effects from OPEC's decisions in the upcoming meeting. Less production will likely lead to increases in prices. Concerns are heightened because of the current energy crisis. So Russia has been weaponizing gas supplies to Europe and other European countries are trying to secure energy supplies. And while the price cap on Russian crude hasn't been agreed on, it is still likely to go ahead on Monday. So next week, Europe is likely to start to block Russian seaborne crude from the continent, which of course is a strong response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. This will be supported by financial sanctions, including bans on insurance, finance and other services involving the transportation of oil prices above the cap. This will very likely see oil prices jump because Russia has also threatened not to sell to anyone. And if this were to happen, economists say that oil prices could approach 200 US dollars a barrel. Currently, the oil price is around 80 US dollars. Now let's move on and take a look at the market's performance this week so far. The ASX 200 has rallied 1.3% Monday to Thursday, with materials advancing an impressive 4.7%, while real estate and tech stocks have also made solid gains. Meanwhile, consumer staples and energy have declined the most. The biggest movers on the ASX 200 were Fisher & Paykel Healthcare, FPH, soaring 18%, and Champion Iron CIA up a solid 11.4%. On the losing end, Collins Foods CKF, uh, CKF dropped more than 22% and Helios HLS fell more than 13%. 
The All Odds was boosted by Ainsworth Game Technology, AGI, Aurelia Metals, AMI Strike Energy, STX, and Bellevue Gold, BGL. And the most traded stocks by Bell Direct clients were Telstra, BHP, Bluescope Steel, APA, and Link Administration. Clients also bought into Babcor and Steadfast, while took profits from Core Lithium, Rio Tinto, and Northern Star Resources. And the most traded ETFs this week were the Vanak Australian Equal Weight ETF, the BetaShares Australian 200 ETF, and the BetaShares Gold Bullion ETF. Lastly, let's take a look at some economic data to look out for next week. It is a big week for economic data. On Monday, the S&P Global Services final PMI for November will be released, which will give us an indication of the economic trends in the services sector. Remember that a PMI reading above 50 represents an expansion from the month prior, and the degree to which the reading is above 50 reflects how fast the sector is expanding. ANZ will also release their data on job advertisements. Then on Tuesday, it's the first Tuesday of a new month, which means it's the RBA's monthly meeting, when we can expect the central bank to announce its next interest rate decision. The cash rate is currently 2.85%, following seven straight rate hikes this year. It's expected to rise to 3.25%. On Wednesday, we'll receive a Q3 GDP growth rate update. Then on Thursday, uh, that's October's balance of trade data set to be released. So there are a few key economic figures out next week to keep your eye on. And that brings us to the end of this week's Weekly Wrap. I'm Sophia Mavridis with Bell Direct. I hope you have a great Friday and enjoy your weekend. As always, happy trading.